Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail, longest week in history. We never miss a week. How you been? I've been pretty good. You know what? I just noticed I smack my lips. I know I smack my lips a lot, but when I'm listening to the show, I'm like, why do I smack my lips? But I just saw that I just did it. Yeah. I, what's weird is I don't recognize it when you do it. It's not. I bet you people listening don't really even recognize it. Oh, well, I recognize it. <sighs> I'm going to just smack my lips and then people are going to think you did it. I- <laughs> But what's the, what is the, I mean, what is even, like, like for instance, when people say, uh, well, you know they're making a sound to buy time while they think of whatever they're going to say next. But what is the purpose of the lip smack? What is the purpose of going? I feel like, I feel like with you, it's like a verbal hair flip. You're like. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> <it's> sassy. <laughs> whatever I just did when I smacked my lips right now, it went off the charts on the, on the audio. I must have really smacked it and those lips, those lips loud. Anyway, how are you, Mike Lawson? Um, I'm good, Joey. I <clears throat> excuse me. I uh, you and I. I think we've talked about it. Have you heard of this Impossible Burger? Oh yeah, uh, I've had it. It's for those of you that aren't aware. It's basically and Joey, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not super educated on this. It's a burger that is meatless and it's supposed to taste a lot like regular meat. Right? Yes. Is that kind of just the whole gimmick? Correct. Okay. So there's this place. Uh, you guys actually have them in L.A. too called Umami. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a few of them up here, Umami Burger. Um, and they serve the Impossible Burger. It's a lot. It's kind of like a, a garden burger or a Boca patty. Like those are brands. Mm-hmm. And you can buy that brand of patty at specific places, right? You've gone to a restaurant and you're like, oh, they have garden burgers here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Steve and I had talked about it. I told Steve I really wanted to try one, but I didn't want – I was afraid I wouldn't like it. If okay. their gimmick is that they taste a lot like meat, that yeah. might gross me out. Sure. Like the, if, it remind, if it makes me think I'm eating flesh, I might not want it. Yeah, not only I, that, they give you a double patty at Umami Burger. Yeah, it's two patties. Two yeah. patties. So uh, I tell Steve, hey, Steve, this is a, a, a long time ago, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Hey Steve, I want I want to try this, but I don't want if we go, I want to go to pick a time to go where you will split one with me yeah. and we could get something else too cuz I don't know if I'll even like it whatever, right? Now let me pause right there for a second because from what sure. I know of this Steve, this is a guy who fine dining for him is the cheesecake factory or claim jumper. He likes good food, but he also likes shit food. Okay. He, he he likes both. So, okay. It's not like, but that's what I'm saying. Where does Umami fall here? Because Umami is a chain. Mm-hmm. You know? He likes Umami. Okay. He likes an Umami burger. He likes uh, a few things there. We've been a couple times. All right. Great. Um, so, Tuesday nights are date nights, and he's like, you know, Mike, let's go to Umami. You've wanted to try this uh, Impossible Burger. Let's go do Steve it. Steve is so I thoughtful. Say, <laughs> he, he really <laughs> is. Yeah. <laughs> um. So... He's like, okay, let's go try it. So the way Umami, the 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 um, uh, location of Umami in downtown Oakland, it's kind of like almost exactly halfway between the two of our homes. Sure. So I th- feel like if it were in a different location, 
the way we do it is usually like, oh, since it's closer to you, why don't I drive to you and then you drive there or you have a good parking spot at your house, so I'll drive to you and pick you up or – you know what I mean? That's kind of how we work things yeah. out. But since this is smack dab in the middle, uh, Steve is like, let's just meet there. He also has these like Uber credits that are super – I think it's like – I don't know, three ninety nine, and you could go anywhere. Yeah, do you know it, these? Yes, I know about this thing. It's it's you have to be invited to participate in this. Yeah, and, and he, this I is like the been. fifth time he got invited. Yeah, he gets invited all the time. I want it so badly because it, it's really handy in L A. Because I know about it in L A. You can go anywhere in L A. County for like four dollars, but you yeah. pay like twenty dollars for the month or something up front. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he has these, and you also have to use them within a certain yes, amount of time. Like going to the gym. So um, he he was like, well, with his credits, he he'll take the an Uber to work sometimes, which is normally like a forty dollar Uber yeah. ride, but he's paying you know four bucks for it. Why sit on a Bart train for the same price? You could sit in somebody's back seat of a car, and you know what I yeah. mean. Just, it's cleaner. It's more comfortable. All of that. So he has these Uber uh, credits, so he's like, I'll meet you there. So um, this is part of the story, too. It's an important part. So I got there early, and uh, earlier than him anyway. And so for about 15 minutes, I'm sitting at the table with a menu, but we've already talked. Like, we're going to half the Impossible Burger and get something else. And for in my head, I'm like, you know what? Steve isn't. He's trying this impossible burger because I want it, so I'm going to let him pick the other thing we're going to have, right? I'm not even going to care about this menu because sure. he'll pick the other thing, yeah. whatever he wants. Because yeah. I'll try that, and I'll try the impossible burger. Sure. So, Steve Do you tell him this? Gets, well, well, that was the plan before. He's not there. I'm sitting oh, yeah. there alone. Okay. You're thinking this in your head. Okay. Yeah. So he shows up, and he's like, hey, how are you? Uh, what are we going to do? And he starts looking at the menu, and I'm like, well, we said we would half the Impossible Burger and get something else. Mm -hmm. And he kind of, like, scrunches his nose, and he's like, nah, let's just get our own thing. Okay? Oh, no. And so in my head, I'm like, well, I don't want to do this Impossible Burger. What if I hate it? I'm hungry right now. Mm -hmm. What if I hate it? Yeah. And right, like, almost, like, as soon as Steve gets there, the waiter walks up, total queen by the way i have a um shea coulee uh iphone case cover Mm -hmm. and he was like is that (laughs) shea and we're like oh okay now we know who we're dealing with he's one of us yeah so um the waiter comes up right away and he's like you guys ready to order and steve is like yeah i think i am and he looks at me and i'm like uh okay like Mm -hmm. kind of on the spot but there's this beet salad they have there that I've gotten a few times. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It has goat cheese. So I'm like, you know what? I'll get this beet salad thing. And he's like, great. And then he looks at Steve. What do you have? And Steve's like, uh, give me this impossible burger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, are- <laughs> but look, are you- right? <laughs> okay, wait, hold on for a second. But it's weird. I'm like, I really want to try it, but I want to half it. Yeah, he knows it's what you want. Yeah, I get what you're saying. He knows this is this is actually like, did I did my spirit go in your body for a while? Because this is totally something that would happen to me. I totally get this because you're like, yeah, I know everyone. My audience isn't stupid. The point is, I'm like, I'll settle on this dumb beet salad because uh-huh. Steve doesn't want to do the Impossible Burger with me. 
And then I blink my eyes, and he's like, give me the Impossible Burger that Mike wants. Okay, well, okay. So, did you try it? Yeah, so I got to take a bite of it. I certainly tried it, um, which was kind of the goal anyway. Uh Um, It just threw me off. It was a weird dinner. Um, But then, um, I should also tell you, next door to Steve's house, there is... Uh, Steve lives on. Well, Steve. Wait, wait. Are we done with the story? Yeah. Oh no, no. I want to know what you thought of the Impossible Burger. I want to know what Steve thought of the Impossible Burger. We both liked it. I only had a bite of the actual patty. I didn't eat the whole. Oh no, you can't. You know, you have to have it in the burger. But the patty itself is weird. Steve um, thought that two patties was a bit too much, and it kind of increased the saltiness. Mm -hmm. And Steve likes really bland. Oh. And I like really salty, so I think I would like it actually. So maybe next time I'll yeah. Because I tried the patty alone, and you're like, oh, it just smells like a, it just tastes like a overcooked piece Smoke. of sausage or something. Yeah, like smoky. Yeah, kind of. but then in the burger with everything playing together, it plays better. Okay, okay, we got the we got oh, that. Okay, so Steve's Steve's neighborhood. Oh, so Steve lives in like an apartment building, but kind of next to him, there's a bunch of like old, probably hundred year old homes. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, there's a lot of them in the San Francisco, Oakland area. And, um, the one right next to him was converted. So it was at one time, one big house. Now it probably has two or three units in it mm-hmm. where they rented out. And in the front of the house, there's a, a window where a dog would always sit. And this dog would bark every time you walk by, but was like, sweet about it he was old he was kind of blind looking you could tell he was just barking because he saw something move and i'm not joking like the end of june right before fourth of july we saw the dog on the street with the owner mm-hmm. and we actually stopped and we're like oh we love this dog like always oh, barking what's the dog's name she tells us the dog's name lulu bean I don't know if I should... Well, I don't know. <laughs> the dog's privacy is really important. Yeah, the dog's like, hey, I didn't consent to being on any podcast. <laughs> uh, but the Lulu Bean... Uh, so we know Lulu Bean exists, whatever. And we... Um, again, this is right before 4th of July. And all of a sudden, we stop seeing Lulu Bean. No, no, no. I should even tell you before that, as we're walking away after meeting Lulu Bean, mm-hmm. who we learn is 17 years old. Right, pretty old for a dog. Really old. And you could tell the dog just was like a grumpy old lady. Like, um, she lived a long life. Mm-hmm. And as we're walking, I'm like, Steve, you know Lulu Bean is not going to last a long time. Like, her days are numbered. And I'm not even joking. I don't think I ever saw Lulu Bean again. <laughs> like, never what? in the windows again. She just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And so for a while, Steve and I are kind of like always looking for her, but also kind of like creating potential stories. Like, maybe, I mean, Fourth of July weekend, maybe the lady went out of town and the dog's in a kennel. Or she took the dog with her. Or, I don't know. We just started thinking all of these stories. And eventually, I settled on Lulu Bean um she just dropped her off at a, a farm so she could live at a farm yeah right because in her head she's gone yeah uh but we we've been stuck on this i mean it's only been a month but we've been stuck on this a month we talked about it all the time so i decided to google lulu bean oakland okay and i found the twitter account of the woman which is super stalkery and i didn't but why would you why would you think that i would never think to google a dog well how else would I find this woman? 
Like, I just wanted to know if maybe in my head, here's what I was thinking. I didn't think, I didn't think I would find exactly what I would, I found. I thought maybe I would find an Instagram account where she like tagged her dog or something like that. So then I could see her social media and see if she had mentioned her dog passing or something. Does that make sense? Like, I just wanted to find this lady. I knew nothing. I don't know her name. I don't know Mm -hmm. anything about the woman. I only know the dog's name. But I found the woman's Twitter account, and she had to put the dog down, Joey, on June 28th, which is, like, the day, basically the day we saw her. Oh, she's probably taking it for, like, a last walk. Yeah, it was kind of sad. I mean, the dog was super old, but now we know. Mm-hmm. Um, in my head, I sort of wanted to like follow the lady and tell her I we love Lulu Bean, but then that's kind of weird too. If like someone's just like, "Hey, I was I live next door to you and I googled you." Well, do you ever just see her and, walking around? Never, never. We've seen her walk the dog once. Well, we've like encountered her face to face once. Mm-hmm. We've seen her walk the dog always from the window though. And we've seen her get a pizza delivered, and that's it. Oh, my God. Well, (laughs) R.I.P., Lulu Bean. Dead. R.I.P. Yeah. So what's up with you? You almost made it to the age I date. She was almost there. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. What were you saying? In dog years, she almost made the age you are. (laughs) (laughs) What's up with you? Any good uh, stories that you want to tell? You know, I was going to tell a story. About Richard and I went to Evergreen Cemetery to do this tour. But Who's Richard? Richard is, oh, well, that's a good question, Mike. I have this gay cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than me and gay. Oh, uh-huh. And I'm glad you brought that up because I've listened to a couple of episodes recently. And I, I, I heard that I didn't say who he was. And I was thinking the audience must be so confused <laughs> as to who this person is. Anyway, you know, for the most part, it was uneventful. So I may I may just tell one brief story from it and then move on, which is I don't know why because they, they, it was through Atlas Obscura, a tour of Evergreen Cemetery in Boyle Heights, mm-hmm. and it's it's been sizzling hot here in Southern California, yeah. and they tell you prepare for the weather, you know, dress accordingly. Blah blah blah. Isn't it like raining this weekend though? Like it's monsoony, yeah, right, yeah, right. It's very, which make, which makes it muggy, which is gross. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. But anyway, so I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm Mexican, so I show up to Evergreen. It's all these white people, and white people know this. I show up with Richard. They just all have like their um, suntan lotion, and hats, and umbrellas. Okay. And the woman, who's a white lady, who's or who's leading the tour, she says, "Does anybody need suntan lotion?" They're like, "No, we all brought into the one." And then this one white lady goes, "Oh my god, I left mine in the car. Thank you so much. I didn't want to have to go all the way back. Get a park far away. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you." And so she like takes it, the uh, suntan lotion. She puts it on. Great, right? The tour guide brought it for that reason. And then the tour guide takes it back, puts it down on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Then Richard goes, you know what? I better get some ton- suntan lotion. And he gets some ton- He goes over to the communal suntan lotion, puts some on, right? Yeah. This lady sees Richard put the suntan lotion on, right? She goes and she grabs it. Huh? Not, not, by the way, not the tour guide. The woman who had left the suntan lotion in the car and needed it, right? So then I yeah. was like, I want to get the suntan lotion. 
But this woman's just holding it. Did she grab it from Richard? No, he put it back on the ground. Then she went over there and just grabbed oh, okay. it. And then she didn't put more on. She just held it in her hand. Yeah. And then I think she was afraid that she wouldn't have enough suntan lotion for her later. I don't know. And then I just thought, I didn't want to be like, excuse me, I need suntan, suntan lotion. Eventually, actually halfway through, the tour guide was like, where's the suntan lotion? The woman's like, I don't mind holding it. And she goes, no, nah, I'll carry it. I can carry it. I'm fine. But then I was like, Ugh, uh, it's right too late. The, the, the damage is done. That's the only story I have from there. But okay. I'm going to switch to my second story. And then I have oh. a story for the next story. Okay. So uh, I don't think I talked about this on the show. Because at the time I wanted to respect this person's privacy. There was another story about this person at the time. And so blah, 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 blah. But blah, blah, blah. Huh? Blee blah blue. You say that, and for some reason, I try to insert it into your conversations. <laughs> Blee blah blue. Uh, next thing you know, I'm the president of NBC. No, so um, th- this guy, there was this guy that I've known for a long time, and recently we took uh, our friendship to a more physical level. Like fucking? Yes. Okay. Uh, this guy is straight. I don't know this story. This I know. Is brand you- new to me. Oh, no, no, no. You know the original story. Okay. Yeah. This guy is, identifies as straight. Okay. And it's a straight to my dick. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, it's a friends with benefits kind of deal. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, it happened a few months ago. Whatever. Okay. And, and, and it truly was just like, oh, this is kind of a fun new aspect to our friendship. And we both moved on with our lives. Okay. Okay. So he tells me recently <clears throat> that he's going to be in town for a retreat, but his schedule's weird. He doesn't. He's going to get a hotel, but he thinks he's sharing it. He doesn't know when he's going to be available. He might be stuck. Do at you the guys retreat. have a mutual friend that's like a little conservative slash Christian? Is that this person I'm thinking of? Oh, uh, I think it's, yeah. I think it's the person you're thinking of. I don't know. Yeah, but that person's like yeah. I think that's the same person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think so. We'll, we'll discuss after the show. So it might have been your other friends with benefits. I know. Um, so whatever. He's going to be busy. Uh, I'm going to be busy. We'll see if it works out. Whatever. Right? Well, Monday, I get a text message from him. And he's like, what's up? What's your story? And I go, I'm around. And he goes, I just found out um, my ho- I have my own hotel room. And I'm like, okay. okay. And, you know, I'm already, like, unhinging my jaw, you know, <laughs> at this point. Yeah. And we're, like... Somebody give me an enema. <laughs> um, are there any, like, numbing lozenges for my uh, tonsils? So, anyway, uh, I'm making, like, logistical plans. Like, okay, I have this time. I could be... What time are you done with your retreat? You know, we're doing... We're texting back and forth with that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And then now we're close. Okay, like it sounds like eight's going to be a good plan or something like that, right? And he goes, oh, man, I'm the worst communicator ever. <sighs> What's wrong with me? I forgot to tell you. Um, last, on Friday, so this is Monday. On Friday, um, some girl that I hooked up with told me she has gonorrhea and that I should be tested. So I got tested on Friday, but I haven't gotten the results yet. Ugh. And I was like, Ugh. so. so and, and in fairness to him, he was like, "I don't think we should hook up." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, really." 
But why didn't he say that I before know. the, I have a hotel? I know. Like, do you think he was going to maybe not well, tell you? I, so I said He it, didn't forget. Well, so then I... Come on. So then I... It's funny you took it there. I love how I'm so insecure. I took it to, is this some passive aggressive way saying that you don't want to hook up after all? Uh, and he goes, no. I mean, it could be. Well, but. He goes, no, 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 no. And he sends me screenshots with timestamps, and it, it it lines up, you know, uh, yeah. of the text message conversation from this girl between this girl and him, and the dates and the times, and, and it's it's all true, unless he's a, a unless he has like just screenshots saved for this kind of event. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. So that's sort of. What's going on there? So, did you hook up with him? No. No. He goes, it takes a couple of days for the gonorrhea results. Well, I go, so I said, well, if you, he, and he was leaving Wednesday. He goes, I leave Wednesday. It was basically, we had Monday and Tuesday. I said, if you get the neg results, uh, let me know. So, either he never got the results while he was in town, or he has gonorrhea. So, he went home. He's home now. Ugh. Yeah. So, uh,. I get the feeling he wasn't going to tell you, and then he kind of started feeling guilty about that. You know what's so funny? I never thought that. I never went there. That's a that's a mm. really good theory. Uh. Anyway, that's, that's that story. Okay. Well, no gonorrhea for Joe. No gonorrhea for Joe should be the the title of this episode. If we were part of my co-pilot, that's a title. Well, you know what's so funny on this pod is my co-pilot, right? They will yeah, have I mean, actual really good titles there, like, not on my watch, or something like that, right? And then, uh, for then, for those of you who don't know what Pod is My Co-Pilot is, it's a, it's a podcast with Taylor the Latte Boy, Taffy Carlisle Huffington, and Rodan. And it's kind of like, what would you, how would you describe the show, Mike? I think it's three friends that just kind of call one another each week and catch up. Yeah. And super popular show, way more popular than our show. And, uh, trust me, they make sure and tell you all the time. And, um, this, so they do this thing on their show where, like, they'll take some sort of line that sounds, uh, usually very sexual out of context. Um, oh, do you know the story? What was, what, what, oh my god, maybe Taylor remembers. There was something where his show, oh, I know what it was. Oh my god, this is a good story. Okay. A couple of weeks ago, I wasn't planning this story. A couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, actually on my birthday, on my birthday, I was walking Fourth around my phone. Fourth of July. I was walking around my phone, and I just slipped. My phone slipped, and it fell on my hand. And I had just gotten it fixed from this, but once again, shattered. The screen shatters, right? Ugh. But this time, the way it shatters, the home button gets jammed. You can't press the home button okay. so uh and the and the screen barely works right mm-hmm. so i'm like fuck right it's a holiday it, call, it would call people oh that was one time remember right? that did happen one time yeah no it wasn't that yeah. time but um uh that did happen one time too um so i uh so i was like okay i'm gonna i had to wait till the holidays over and then go get this phone fixed so it, but what was frustrating was because the home button was jammed. I couldn't get... If someone called, it could slide, you know, to answer on my iPhone. But I mm-hmm. couldn't do anything that used the home button. I can't remember how I did it, but I finagled, I think, by using that... You know, I don't know what the name of that, that lock screen thing where the menu, you can swipe up. Mm-hmm. Right? So, 
I swiped up on my way. This is on my way to get the phone fixed. Okay, hear me out. On my way to go to get the phone fixed, I can't drive in silence. So I'm like, I will. I swiped up and I was able. There was a pod as my co-pilot episode it, it, already there. You could play it. So I pressed okay. play on the screen and it started playing. I listened to that on the way to uh, get my phone fixed. Right. Yeah. So now I get to my my location. And I pause it, but I realize when I pause it, the screen is on lock. And so it just shows what I last listened to. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go look at what it was at that time. Because it was the most offensive, gross title. And I have to take my phone in to be fixed. <laughs> oh. So now I'm looking it up right now. Pause my co-pilot around my birthday. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Mike. Business casual cock ring was an episode four twenty nine business. So there it is in big letters on my screen, and it's a bunch of like skater boys. And I go, "Hi, old man," and I'm like, oh, "Hello," and they're like, "You need your phone fixed?" I'm like, "Yeah," and then they go, "Okay, we'll take it." Now I didn't see them when they saw it, but that means they turned my phone on and they saw that I was listening to business casual cock ring with skater boys on the cover. They were actually very cute. By the way, do you think this, this is a weird story from that too? Tell me what you think of this. By the way, my, my original story was like half a second. So I go to this skater. She didn't let me use her sunscreen. Yeah, she didn't let me use my sunscreen. What's going on with you, Mike? Oh wait, hold on. So anyway, I go to this phone repair place, right? And they use Square, you know. So like they, you run your Square card, and I sign it. They put my email address in so they could email me a receipt, right? Great, yeah. So then... Technology at its finest. Technology at its finest. I get home and there are two receipts. <gasps> what, what, what was that noise in the background? Was that a cat or a person? Oh, it's probably a baby in the backyard. Oh, okay. Anyway. Was he speaking Chinese? Or <laughs> Does English? the baby speak Chinese? Yeah, he speaks Mandarin and English. Oh, wow. How many years before you can date him? stupid okay so anyway uh <laughs> i get two receipts one is my receipt but the other one is not my receipt and it's from like two weeks prior weird yeah and it's from the same place different amount of uh different total different total doesn't have my last four digits my cards so i don't think it's my card a uh, different person's name is just a receipt. Weird. Okay. So I call them, and, the, and then the owner gets in the phone. Like, what is this? Like, really upset. And he goes like, oh, I don't know what that is. What to investigate. But like, do you think they're running some sort of sham out of there? What's going on? Yeah. That's bizarre. But you only got charged once, so. Yeah, I only got charged once. But I was just, I sort of thought it was weird. Anyway, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? <laughs> well, um, I wanted to tell you about kind of like some BART stuff. So. In the past, I feel like in the past on the show, I have talked about how people are crazy on BART. They just need to calm the fuck down. You know, just deal with it. We're all going to get there at the same time. Like, I don't know why you're all angry. But now that I commute, Joey, uh, five days a week mm -hmm. on that stupid train, yeah. I, I understand it now. Like, 
I'll be standing on BART and somebody's like backpack brushes my arm and I'm like, get your fucking backpack off of me. Like, I get it. I understand the anger. And it's gone to the point now. Okay, so I live um, where I live. By the time a San Francisco train gets to me, it's already picked up people on uh, five stops that are also going to San Francisco. So the train is usually very busy in the morning. It's packed. Okay. So I started doing this thing. It's stupid, I know, but it it gives me a more calm morning and it's worth the extra time. When I get to the BART, I actually get on the train going the opposite direction and I'll go back a few stops and get off the train, then get on my San Francisco train. What? We've talked about this. It's called upstreaming. And so you get a seat I, or something? Yeah. So Well, so I get a seat. Normally I do get a seat, but sometimes it's just so that... I can be positioned better in what is going to be a busy train because these dummies get on the train and stand right next to the door. And when I get on, I can't get into the train deeper where there's more space. I'm stuck next to the door because there's 20 dummies standing right next to the door. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, it, it gives me more peace of mind. It allows me to be more relaxed, more Zen in the morning. Okay. And this other morning, I got on the bar. Okay, I went back far. I was early enough, and that's usually what determines if I will go back, if I upstream, or how far I'll upstream. I just how go much to the time bar. did that add to your commute? Maybe fifteen twenty minutes. What? Wor- worth it if I'm there early enough. I'm an early person. I'm usually early everywhere. So if I'm early enough, I'll go back a few stops. I get to sit down and relax while I do that. Listen to podcasts. Get on the train I want, get in a nice, comfortable seat, and then people just pack in around me, and I don't have to move. I don't have to interact. I don't have to do anything, okay? So I should also tell you that if I can choose any seat on a train before it gets packed, I want a seat that will push me up against a window, and then someone else will sit on the outer because that outer seat gets is surrounded by people standing up backpacks hit your head you have to move out of the way for the homeless guy that's you know yelling crazy things and also spitting while he's talking Mm -hmm. like all of that happens on the outside seat while the inside seat can close his eyes and pretend he is you know on a beach somewhere so i took this train the other day all the way to richmond which is as far as it'll go got on a san francisco train and on an empty train and got my pick of seats okay so i picked a great seat that's smashed up against the window so once the train gets busy nobody's gonna bother me it's all great and on the next stop okay by the way i'm not the only one that chooses this we know that's the best seat um all of the people that got on the train on that first stop everyone sat in a window seat because they know this train's about to get busy y'all can pack in and have your fights and touch each other and shit while I sit here. Mm-hmm. So all of the seats have one pe- one person in them with one empty seat next to them, pretty much. And this couple walks on on the second stop. And the guy sits next to me and the woman sits across the aisle. So they're like talking to each other mm-hmm. across the aisle. Sure. In my head, I'm like, that's kind of a stupid choice because this train is about to get packed. And you're not going to even be able to see each other. If she sat in front of you, you guys can continue to talk. But across the aisle, stupid, mm-hmm. right? But that's none of my business. I am listening to Up First or one of these morning podcasts I listen to every morning. 
in my ears, almost like eyes closed practically, drinking coffee, living my life. And the dude taps me on the shoulder, and I know he what he's going to ask. He wants me to switch seats with the woman so mm-hmm. they can sit together, okay? Yeah. I didn't even take the – this. I'm becoming one of these angry Bart people. I didn't even take the earphones out of my ears. I uh-huh. didn't hear a word he said. All I said was, no. <gasps> <laughs> he tapped me on the shoulder and started talking, and I just said, no. <laughs> and so I kind of then just looked away, and I could tell he kind of – he looked – he looked at me, then he looked back at her, and they kind of like started looking around the train, and then they moved. The two of them moved. <laughs> but I'm becoming one of these angry. And how do you feel that about I always that? Made fun of. I like it. I didn't. It's not like the. I feel Wait, hold I'm on. Kind of I'm of Breaking news: couple found decapitated, and bare, and their bodies were in the ocean. I gotta get that joke but down. Also, Sorry. Are you gonna do it again? No. Oh, um, I I kind of just I I feel a little bit ashamed, but also like, sorry, buddy, like follow the rules and just do your own shit. Don't bother me. Like I got I he doesn't know this, but I went 15, 20 minutes out of my way so I could sit right here. I'm not about to move because you want to talk to your lady. Sorry. (laughs) You think your shit through better. It's not my fault. Your your inconvenience is not my problem. Um, that's, that's pretty much. I'm but, just becoming one of those people. Yeah, but here's my question: We are going to get a text message next week from I, at least Joey Buhacker, who's going to talk about how this is further proof that you're a sociopath or that you have psychological problems. Are you prepared for that? The train is full of sociopaths. Then I'm not doing something that. 95% of the people commuting to work wouldn't do as well. Just don't bother me. Like, How many people, let me ask you don't this. Don't talk you, to me, you, don't look at me, <laughs> just do your own shit. <laughs> Wait, hold on, here's my question. Uh, on the, when you do the upstream, what percentage yeah. of the train is doing the upstream? There, not a lot, only a few people. Because, like, <clears throat> when, if I didn't upstream... I could get on the train. I could. It's not. There are certain trains, for example, like an Embarcadero train coming towards Richmond at 530 in the evening where people are smashed in so tight that they're touching each other and the doors will close before everyone can get on. So like people upstream in those situations because their ass isn't getting home in time if they don't. Whereas mine is more just for convenience. I just want to sit and not be bothered. I don't want to have to deal with the social interaction. I don't want to be in a situation where somebody taps me on the shoulder and wants me to help them because they don't have their shit together. So that's why I upstream. Okay, for next, my own peace of mind. Next not because question. I want to get there. Next question. Yeah. Pregnant woman gets on the bar. On the bar. She can have a seat, totally. But, Joey, that's also why I like to upstream, because pregnant woman, old man who's walking with a cane, all of those people deserve a seat. There's actually reserved seats for them. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a sign that says they should be able to get those seats. So I don't sit in that area. Upstreaming allows me to sit in a place where if a a pregnant woman walks on the train, she's not even going to be able to get all the way to where I am in my seat. Right. That's part of why I like to upstream is I'm in a seat where a pregnant woman has to pass 
you know, six or seven seats before she gets to me. So why wouldn't those six or seven people give her? I see what you're saying. So you even like strategically place yourself so you wouldn't even have to be in a position where an old man with a cane or a pregnant woman would ask for the seat. I'm in a place where nobody needs to talk to me. Nobody needs my seat. Nobody needs to interact with me on any level. (laughs) Um, But yesterday on the, on my BART ride, I think I was, yeah, I was going to work. Because I remember thinking, like, God, if I show up and smell like this dude, people are going to think something. Mm-hmm. I got on the train, sat down, upstreamed, same thing. And a dude sat next to me who, first of all, was, like, basically sitting in my lap almost. He wasn't even that big of a guy. He just was, like, just, like, spread all over our, our double seat. But then, Joey, his B.O. was, like, awful. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't he didn't appear to be like homeless or anything. He just had like really strong BO. Mm-hmm. And he kept doing this thing and I don't know what the fuck he was doing. I almost thought maybe I was on some sort of hidden camera show because it was almost a joke at how just ridiculous it was where he would put um so I was sitting on his right and he would take his right hand. He was look he was holding his cell phone in his left hand watching a stupid youtube video and his right hand he would like put up and scratch his head or his neck so his armpit on my side was like giving me the full like i was getting i was upwind you know mm-hmm. it was to the point where i was coughing like it was like skunk smell it was awful i'm one of those people <laughs> how long does it take for you to get from home to work work to home um, like 15 minutes. It's not that bad. 20 minutes, maybe. On on certain days, it takes a little bit longer if the BART trains are, um, like, backed up. So there's times where we, we're just sitting on the tracks waiting for the train in front of us to go, mm-hmm. which is a bummer. But it doesn't take that long, but it certainly takes the piss out of me. So, I mean, so I, I'm waiting for the day that you just go full Hulk on this train. Well, if I can upstream and just have my own seat and not talk to anybody, it won't happen. But if these people, you know, insist on interacting with me, it might. Hmm. What's up with you? So, are those yours? All your stories? No, or? I have. I have. I have a story from last night. So, uh, last night was the first night of uh, of the rest of your life. Of the rest of my life, but also Evil John went to a family reunion, so he's gone for the weekend. Yesterday was the first day. That means freedom for John Paul. So uh, I happened to be in Los Angeles, uh, like that part of LA, in Hollywood, for a meeting. So I stuck around, and John Paul met up with me, and we went to see a movie. We went to go see Atomic Blonde. You ever hear with this Charlize Theron? Yeah, I've heard of it. How was it? It's fine. Well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you what happened. So you know, as you know, I will only go to the Arclight Theater <laughs> in Hollywood, right? And the Arclight Theater is one of them ho- the, them theaters in Hollywood where they don't put up with any fucking bullshit. Uh, okay. Do you have an Alamo Draft House in San Francisco, right? Yeah. yeah it's, like, it's like an Alamo Draft House. Like, there's no okay. fucking talking. There's, there's nothing. You, you, better, you, you have to show up. You can't be late. Sign me up. No texting. Like, they fuck, They do not fuck around. So when you go see a movie at the Arclight, not only the theater is pristine and the chair is nice and, and, and you pay a little bit more, but everyone also, for the most part, behaves, you know? And the audience, if someone's talking, the audience just revolts. So 
But I will say, for the most part, it's not a very diverse audience. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we go to see this uh, atomic blonde, and uh, it's it's actually a, a very full night. I don't know why. It's just, it's because it's, it's a Thursday night, like an eight thirty showing of Atomic Blonde. Theaters packed. So John and I are, are in the front. Good thing about ArcLight Hollywood, even the front seat's a pretty good seat, you know. And uh, and it took a while for me to get into this movie. That's why it's hard for me to give you a review because. Uh, on the far audience right was this guy and his girlfriend. And they were so... You would have hated them. I was the whole, in fact, I thought about you in the theater. I'm like, my class, I would have already murdered them by now. I, I wouldn't say they were talking, but they were uh, participating in a way that doesn't happen uh, in this theater. It's a way that usually happens in like in like uh, a more urban area, like if let's say okay. in Los Angeles, Inglewood or South Central or. So what you're talking is like the way stereotypical black people, right? Like we've seen it in Scary Movie. There's a scene in Scary Movie where black people talk back to the screen. It's exactly what it is. That's what you're getting at. You're pussyfooting around. Yeah. And so the movie will start, and, and what's funny is you would think, okay, it's a very action-heavy movie, extremely, it's a 90% action. But even, like, Charlize Theron's like, I'd like a drink of water. Yeah, Charlene, yeah, you tell him, bitch! You know, tell him! Are you serious? Yes, and this is not one of those theaters, and I think everyone had their, like, white liberal guilt, and so no one said anything, and Sorry. so, like... You know, during the fight scenes, they're, like, cheering and, like, yeah, 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 stab him, Charlize. That's right. Give it to him. And it was just super, super uncomfortable because that's just not that kind of theater. Yeah. And I kept thinking people were going to go complain, but no one, nothing ever happened to them. I will say, you know, the movie's kind of quiet in the beginning because they're setting everything up. But then once the action starts, it's pretty much nonstop action. So, one, it's super loud, so you can't really hear them. But two, like, like, okay, it's an action movie, whatever. But the beginning scenes where, like, literally, it's just her, like, walking to to go get a pen. And they're like, get that pen, bitch. Get that pen. Get it. You know, and you're like, okay, we don't don't need to have everything narrated in the movie. Um, But so it took a while for me to get into it. But it was fine. The movie was fine. But I didn't know what your reaction would be in that sort of situation. Quiet movie theater. Two, and that's what I was, I was actually telling a friend today. I was saying, if I was in Inglewood and the whole theater... Because I will say, this is the kind of movie where it would be okay to do that. Look, if you're seeing August Osage County, right. that's probably kind of weird, you know? I certainly... I, I'm with you on that. Like, there's certain movies... I don't think it's ever okay. I should tell you that. I don't think it's over, ever okay for your baby to cry in a movie. I don't think it's ever okay for someone to laugh too loud. I don't I don't think that's ever okay. However, I understand that it is appropriate um, for babies or young children to be in a Pixar movie when I go. And so the, I'm not, like, angry. But when I go to August of Osage County or whatever that movie was called, <laughs> if there's a three-year-old crying in that, that makes me so much more angry because that's not the movie for them you know i didn't go there knowing that that's what i was getting into but wouldn't that be so, so great if they, they do that they were showing up to august osage county and going like yeah meryl you tell him bitch <laughs> tell her bitch 
You tell her. Tell her, Julianne Nicholson. Sorry. Um, I don't even, like, would you even put up with that if you were at your house? Like, your no. mom, your dad, and you sit down for a movie and your dad starts doing that? Would you tell him okay. to shut up? My mom, <laughs> look, look this, I, the other day, I was with my parents. And yeah. I will say, here's what I love, is at their house, they get Game of Thrones early. They get the 6 p.m. Eastern viewing. Oh, right? satellite. Yeah. Uh, no, they have cable. We just get East, they just get Eastern HBO, right? So oh, okay. East Coast people, that is an advantage of being on the West Coast. So you can watch Game of Thrones at 6. And my mom says, would you watch Game of Thrones with me? Because your father won't watch it with me. And I was like, yes. Okay. I love Game of Thrones. I can watch it at 6. Great. Let's do it. Yeah. We sit down. It's like. Dun, 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 Okay, Joey, now what is going on? Like, it's the theme song. <laughs> the, nothing happened. Okay. Uh-huh. I have to do it because I do love, even if I don't watch Game of Thrones with my mom, I do love hearing her talk about Game of Thrones because she doesn't know anybody's names. Yeah. And so she well, makes also like, for them. It's like known for... Like, there's so many characters. It's really hard to remember backstory of everybody. Yeah. And that's for, like, everyone. So, even without, you know, parent. Yeah, but then my mom my mom will will just make up a name for them. Or, like, um, so she's (laughs) like, my favorite is when she talks to, like, any kind of Tyrion storyline, which Tyrion is played by, um, what's his name? I don't know. I don't know anything Well, I'll tell you right now, because she goes, she calls him, whenever the character, she's like, the midget. Okay. Okay. Um, then our parents are so alike. By the way, then there's the one who has sex with his sister. Okay. Uh-huh. Then there's uh, like that's how she names them. So she, oh, the only yeah. one she knows, and I think this is kind of awkward. I think she has a thing for him. Is Jon Snow? Okay. She knows Jon Snow, and she loves Jon Snow. She can have a thing for him. Yeah, she's allowed to have a there's thing for him. Wrong with right? that. Yeah. So, uh, but she doesn't. I'll try and record it one time. I really think it'd be a good, amazing, like little podcast called uh, Betty Batan's Recaps Game of Thrones. Because that, because when I ask her her opinion, she'll give her opinion, but it's always in the context of telling me what happened that week. So, be like, oh, what do you think of last night's Game of Thrones? Oh, I liked it. You know, the one with the dragons. She was talking to Jon Snow, and she just recaps everything, and she does it in, like, five minutes, and it's kind of great. Like, I need to record it. It's kind of amazing. Um, so, what was your question? Oh, 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 oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, would you stop her? Well, okay, when you, so anyway, the point is when you watch things with them, you have to look. For anyone watching a show, Trust the director. Now, if the director fails you, then you don't like the movie. But when they, sure. when you open a movie, yeah, they're setting up questions that will then be answered at some point in the film. So, like, five minutes in, don't go like, why did she pick up that gun? Yeah. yeah. We're going to find out. Okay. Well, I have an opinion on this, and this is sort of – this is about your confidence mm-hmm. in your intellect, right? Yeah. So. I've watched shows where a lot of times it's like this sci-fi stuff or like action movies that I know I don't understand. It's hard for me to kind of grasp. So when Steve and I are watching them, I'm like, why the fuck does he only have one arm? Mm-hmm. And Steve will like 
be like Steve will say something like, "We don't know yet. Just be patient. Yeah, like, it'll get there." But in my head, I feel like I should have known, and I'm missing something. However, when we're watching movies that are like a hundred percent dialogue, Steve will say something like, "Why is he sad?" And I'll be like, "Steve, just wait. They haven't told us yet. You're gonna, we're gonna get there." So I feel like it's about your confidence in what you're hearing. So your mom maybe is not confident, and she feels like she's missing details when because she probably does miss a lot of details. Well, here's why. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. There's a, there's a corollary to what you just said. My mom asks so many questions that she often misses the information because she's asking the question. Yeah. So then she's asking me, you know, why did Jon Snow, you know, uh, kill the little boy or something? And then meanwhile, while she's asking that, he's saying, like, I killed the little boy because he betrayed me. (laughs) You know? And I'm like, ah. And then there's a lot of rewinding when you watch things with my mom because she's like, why did that just happen? Also, if yeah. a movie's too long, this is really weird. If a movie's over, I would say 90 minutes, at some point my mom will just get up and do something else. Yeah, get up and bake a cake. Yeah, walk, do the dishes. I, you know what, I need to, yeah, bleach the grout in these tiles. Yeah, and then, but then come back and go, what I miss? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, why did she just do it? Why is that girl on an, ice, on an, on a, on an iceberg? Like, oh, you just missed so much. You were why? Why did you just uh, retile? How, what's the thing where you put the paper, the shelf? Why did you just put shelf paper in the cupboard? <laughs> why did you need to do that yeah. right now? Anyway, yeah, my uh, my mother is very similar. Um, hey, Joe, I have a news story I wanted to tell you about. Sure. Is that okay? Sure. Um, so, confirming what you probably already know, San Francisco. The vast majority of those buttons you push at intersections do not do anything to shorten the amount of time you're going to wait to cross the street. So in San Francisco, we have about 1,222 intersection crosswalk buttons all over the city, and only 251 of them are pedestrian accutated. Accutated. Accuated. I don't know what that word is. Do you do, do you SAT tutor? A C T U A T E D. Oh, actuated. A C T U A T E D. Yeah. So only two hundred fifty-one of them are pedestrian actuated. Oh, that's what that means. Which it means they when you push them, it has a purpose, basically. So that is to say, none of them. Okay, are Google. There. What does actuated mean? Actuate cause a machine or device to operate. Oh. So none of them are there just to be placebos, but most are actually just there to help the visually impaired. So those buttons uh, that don't actually affect when the light changes do produce what is called an audible pedestrian signal. Did you notice how high my voice got when I asked Google the question? (laughs) You got really gay. I know. (laughs) That was kind of weird, huh? I noticed it when I was saying, I'm like, hold on. I was like. Hold on, brah. Let me ask Google. <laughs> Google, what does actuate mean? Thanks, girl. Thanks, girl. <laughs> so um, that's pretty much the story, but it just makes me think, like, how many times do I push them and I don't have to? And that's just Wait, getting germs on my hands. Here's my question. Yeah. Did anybody think that it makes it go faster if you press it? Well, aren't there times when, like, I've certainly been standing at a crosswalk and the walk sign doesn't come on and the light turns quicker, like turns 
when the light turns green, I start crossing because I'm supposed to, but it turns red fast. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I pushed the button if it would have given me more time to cross. Like the the walk signal would have came on and I would have had more time. Oh, I've never thought that. I've always just assumed the button just told the computer that there is a person ready to cross. And they, you know, they then that the computer uses that same information as, you know, like there's those lights that can sense if there are any cars coming or not. That it yeah. uses the same information that way. But I, I didn't think it made it come faster. I didn't think that, I just thought it just alerted the computer that there was someone there waiting to cross so that if they wanted to change the light, it could. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but the this article has one of the best San Francisco quotes ever in it that I think is just so funny. So, um, people are supporting getting rid of these unnecessary um, uh, buttons, I guess. And the quote <laughs> says, we don't think people should have to ask to cross the street. <laughs> I don't know why that really just cracked me up. Well, San Francisco um, was the first place I ever saw that had the the annoying noise for blind people. Oh, beep boop, beep boop. Yeah, I see them okay. everywhere now, but the first place I ever heard it was San Francisco. Yeah, so when the lights are timed, I think the buttons are just stupid, right? They're placebos. Mm-hmm. But that little box notifies the visually impaired that the light is green. Some of them, some of them even talk. Have you heard these? It's like, no. um, I've heard it says like, uh, the the walk sign is on to cross Presidio or whatever. Like it, it tells you that I've, I've seen those, you know, in downtown Los Angeles, they have like this insane, insane, uh, jaywalking laws. Huh. Like a jaywalking ticket is like $300 or so. It's crazy. Okay. But not only that it's in, in downtown, they will ticket you. Okay. I guess technically, once that red hand comes up and the the countdown comes on, you, you can't start. you can't go into the crosswalk. What's funny yeah. is when I'm a pedestrian, I'm like fucking what a stupid fucking law, right? Yeah. But you know why the law is there is so that pe- for traffic reasons, so people who can make a right turn legally on a red can finally make that goddamn right turn. Otherwise, yeah. if there's people just constantly crossing, they can't make the right turn, so it helps traffic. So when I'm a sure. driver, I'm like, yes, thank you, Jesus. That. But I also feel, I don't know about your walking speed. We don't walk a lot together. But I feel like, uh, so near my house, downtown Berkeley here, there are tiny streets that I can probably cross with like four steps, right? And the light sign, the red hand comes on. I can still cross that street. I could cross that street, touch the other side, and cross back before it turns red. Uh, before you know the cars are going to start to go, so I feel like you know I can I'll I'll step up my speed a bit and I'll just kind of jaunt across. Mm-hmm. But then there's other people, folks. You know, like there's a woman who's pushing her grocery cart and like a grocery basket and is walking super slow. And if she started crossing that street when it turned green, she probably wouldn't even make it across before it turns red. So I feel like. I don't know. There's it's subjective a little bit. Like if I don't know, that's my opinion. And I've that's my opinion. Thank you. I'm a grumpy man today. I will. I'm like today, follow the rules. Walk on that right side of the sidewalk. Don't get in my way. And it's only gonna get worse don't as you get older. Oh my god! Imagine when you're like no. sixty. You're gonna be like, get off me, fucking 
Joe, uh, what's going on with you, Mike? First of all, I love that. I, I keep thinking that when we're in our 60s, we're still going to be doing the show. <laughs> but I'm going to be playing sound effects over you when you're trying to tell stories. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you why you're wrong when you're looking for a new computer. Speaking of, <laughs> if, if Daniel Brewer still listened to the show, when I said, okay, Google, I think he would have started masturbating. He loves this Google. <laughs> um, do you have a new story you wanted to tell me? Yeah, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be any way official about it. In fact, I'm leaning back in a chair right now. Okay? Okay. Uh, LA has the 2028 Olympics. What? Yeah. I don't know if you saw that in the news, but this Eric Garcetti. Well, we always knew LA was going to get the Olympics. That was, right. that was pretty much we a just didn't know if it was going to become, if it was going to be before Paris or not, right? Yeah. And I, and I bet you, like, everyone's like, because there's this, the biggest fear that Trump would be president. During the that would be I was kind of I know there were a lot of Angelinos who were pissed that it's twenty twenty eight. I was so relieved. Yeah. The last thing I want is this Trump to be uh, president at this Olympics to take credit for it to to like show up at events and like represent us. Well, you know this that. Trump is like seventy or seventy one now, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's all to say. Okay. I'm just. <laughs> All I have to say is, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, this Trump, cool. ugh. So, like, yeah. Which means, you know, worst case scenario. But it also means that I'm, I'm even thinking he might get elected for a second term. I can't see that happening, but Joe, crazier no. things have happened. Yeah. But this was us a year ago. We were like, he'll never be elected, though. Yeah. I remember telling people, oh, I hope Trump's the nominee. It'd be so easier for, so much easier for. Hillary. Yeah, you know what's so yeah. funny too, not to get on politics, is I remember when <laughs> what's so funny? I hate this Trump, but not to get on politics. Well, <laughs> I remember when started during it, the really. Democratic primaries. Remember there was that there was like Biden was toying with running? Yeah. And I remember thinking as like I'm like, Oh, Biden, don't do it. Don't do it, Biden, don't split the Democratic Party. Just let Hillary be the nominee, right? Yeah. But now I'm like, that was wrong. I think Biden could have beat this Trump. You think so? Well, yeah. Look, she only lost. She she won the popular vote. She she lost in in places that Obama carried before, right? And in these few places, he had carried them before. And I just think it was just enough. They're, they're, look, I, I'm not going to get into reasons why or why not. There are a lot of people who don't like this Hillary, and that's the thing too. That I have to tell myself is like. If Hillary would have won, it's not like we would be in this like utopia right now because the Republican-led Congress would be fucking Benghazi this and charges and impeachment and investigations. Like this whole thing with investigations would not be – there'd be investigations. Yeah. But, but I, I wouldn't feel like there's a crazy person in the White House who could just blow up North Korea at any, any moment. I mean, the pendulum's going to swing, and it always does. And I think w- the the power will shift, right? And it's kind of – I just hope we can do good things with that power when it shifts back. Because it will. Do you, what I'm do you, optimistic about that. Where do you feel this John Arts falls in all this? Well, John Arts, for those of you who don't know, he's our uh, official catching up uh, fact checker. But he's also a Republican, I don't know. Last time I talked, he was when I last time we talked politics. He was not a Trump person, but that was when it was okay to not be a Trump person. I wonder if mm-hmm. now he's like, 
I don't know. I don't. If your defense of your president is that it's better than Hillary, like that's a problem. I think. Well, like, I just re- I just recently saw a friend of the show, Adam Vaught, and I saw his parents recently, right? And uh, they're also from Orange County, as is John Arts. And uh, you know, I know for a fact that they are not Trump fans. They do not like Trump. They didn't like him during yeah. the election. They just did not like him. So I saw them. I sort of like poked and prodded there a little bit, and they were their approach was very strange because they didn't really want to tell me what they thought of Trump. But they said, "Well, all these people complain about Trump. Now they know how we felt during Obama." No, look, I can argue with that, you know. But I'm just like, okay, well. So it looks like their sort of take is like, well, now you know how it feels. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see it as parallel, but okay. Where, what are you? What are your? Have you talked to your parents about it at all? Nope. You have no idea. They know. They know not to talk to you about it. We don't. I mean, our interaction is. Well, first of all, it's limited. So when we do talk, like what we don't have small talk. So it's what's going on. It's more relevant to like like your life and what's happening with you. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about the world and what's happening, you know, around us. The deepest we get, sometimes my mom will like mention something she saw in the news and say like, be careful. It's, you know, a lot of crazies happening out there or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And usually she's referring to like, I don't know, a black lives matter protest. She saw in the news that's near my house or something like I don't she that's how she we talk about politics. It's really stuck to the surface and it doesn't get deep. I don't really know her opinions. Occasionally on Facebook she posts something like look at this rally of Muslims that are celebrating the death of a white person and then she'll put I hope this is fake news and not real. So like she knows she's posting crazy articles mm-hmm. but she still reposts it. So she still you know participates in it. And but she'll add something like, I hope this isn't real because she know because she's not that stupid. She does know it's not real. I don't know. It's very bizarre. And then I'll just I don't comment much, but I do Google and I'll be like, hey, Snopes, are these Muslim people celebrating the death of white people? Oh, no, this video was actually taken at the end of some sort of parade for some sort of religious celebration like a simple Google search showed me that, you know, what the truth is, but I don't know. But we don't talk politics at all. Well, look, I'm going to tell you something. I mean, I, I don't have Republican parents. I have Democratic parents and they're liberal, but it can be just as frustrating because they believe a lot of fake news, too. There, there's yeah. there, there's, there's uh, fake news aimed at the Democrats, too. Sure. The, it'll be like, Joey, did uh, Trump just said he's going to launch a nuclear war against Syria. I'm like, where did you read this? Uh, right here in, uh, you know, like, liberal blog, you now next. Like, okay, that's not a real, like, you want. Uh, it's on the internet, Joey. I know, like, but my parents use the whole, there's the, you always know when to trust my, not trust my parents, because they use the ambiguous they. Mm-hmm. Well, they say, they say that, who's yeah. they? The news. The news says, yeah. you dig deep in your mind now, it's like some weird blog. Yeah. You know, I told you, my mom told me this was years ago, but she told me she thought Obama was the Antichrist. Oh my God. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, really? Do you really believe that? And she's like, well, and I'm like, no, stop. We can't even talk about this. Isn't that ridiculous? I know. I don't. 
I don't get it. Oh, we did talk about this because you were like, wouldn't Christians be happy that the world is ending? You know, it's so funny. They're going to heaven. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, yeah. like, wouldn't you be happy if the, if the revelation was coming true? Because if you're a believer, yeah, you're stoked. Because not only, not only, think about this. Think about this. You have been telling all these dummies your whole yeah. life. Jesus is coming back. He's going to smite you, and I'm going to heaven, and you're not because you don't believe. And they're like, yeah, whatever, Christian. And right? also, also, Joey, I'm living this life where I'm constantly tempted to do to sin, mm-hmm. and that's challenging. Yeah. And I've done my best to not sin, and when I those few times that I have, I've you know asked for forgiveness, and I'm that is over. That will be over. Like I don't have to resist temptation any longer. Yeah, and so, you, but not only that, but to me, it would be like if, like, my brother and I were fighting, and he said, "I'm gonna go." Oh, I know. I got a good. Oh, I can't tell that story. <laughs> okay, it would be as if I was, you know, with my brother. And he was like, I, I could do because mom said I could. And, I'm, and I knew she didn't say that. And I knew my mom was coming home from work. And my mom, like, my mom called and said, I'm coming home from work. I'll be there in 15 minutes. I'm like, Ooh, you're going to be in trouble because mom's coming home. It's going to be like that. I'll be like, Oh, yes. <laughs> Jesus is coming and he is going to smite all of you. Peace out. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, that's politics. That's sto- my news stories. What are you doing next week? Um, I have a ton of people, um, like um, friend of the show Shane, actually oh. texted me yesterday. He's in town this weekend. He's like, "Want to go get some uh, Nashville hot chicken?" <laughs> I got that text yesterday. Uh, Does he still listen to the show, and that's why he asked that? Or? You know, he just listened to the latest episode and was like, oh. I don't know. I'll find out. So I'm supposed to see him. My friend Liz is in town. Uh, I'm going to see her. And uh, I think that's – I know it was a lot of John Paul. And cool. may, maybe some After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis. Buzz Buzz. Mm-hmm. Cool. I have um, – we were going to go to the Russian River uh, this weekend – Steve and a few friends, um, but they in the news there was just a story about like, well, two dogs swimming in the river died because the water's like toxic, so they closed part of the river. So I don't think we're doing that anymore. Um, I don't I don't know if we're gonna do anything though, in uh, in its place, and um, I'm also going to Tahoe next weekend, um, For but what? I guess we're gonna record one episode before then. Um, to just enjoy the time. I'm taking a long weekend and just going to go up. My friend Jennifer has a, a cabin there. So we're going to go stay in her cabin. Cut to you get there. Jennifer there's a little night. miniature golf course on her cabin property. <laughs> hey, wow, you really like miniature golf. <laughs> she also is like, I've told a few stories where like, oh, I had plans with Jennifer and she flaked. Like that's happened a lot. Yeah. So I'm wondering if like it's still going to go through. It will though, because I said I would drive, so... <laughs> but that's all I really have planned. It's, you know, go to work every day, get angry on the train, mm-hmm. come home, relax, go back on the train, get angry with people. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds like it. I, I cannot wait to get all the private messages from people. There'll be some public between me and you with Joey Buhecker, but I will get private messages from people saying, like, is Mike okay? 
Can't wait to get Tay Love and Latte Boy. I'm talking about you. Why would I not be okay? Because I get angry on the train. Like there's thousands of people on that train that are equally as angry as I am or worse. I don't think that that's that bad. That doesn't make me crazy. Okay. Well, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give you a I'll give you a tally of who calls me. You get well now. They're gonna have to do it now. People are gonna do it. How about this? I'll give you a tally of all the people who don't call me. (laughs) <laughs> like well people are afraid of you like you're begging people to do it now okay like what look, you're doing I'm is telling begging you, people to it, reach out well look, first of all you have to have my phone it number. won't what i'm saying is the results will not be um this is not a good study uh of an accurate portrayal of who is actually reaching out because we've talked about you know it. what's funny though is i actually think my saying my mentioning it helps you i feel there are a lot of people who are like i'm not gonna let this joke but people don't want me to be right in this world okay so they'll be like i'm not gonna prove him right so like taylor's not gonna text me or call me about this well first of all taylor doesn't taylor won't hear this until october uh here we go taylor hates joe no not that he hates joe it's no no taylor doesn't hate joe it's taylor for some reason our, our show is low on his list this sounds like the intro to every RuPaul's Drag Race recap show. Joe's saying how much Taylor hates him and Joe's feelings are hurt because Taylor exhaled during one of their calls and Joe thinks that means Taylor wants nothing to do with Joe. We get it. Mike, you go, I'll go like, hey, Taylor. <sighs> Hello. He's breathing. Let the guy breathe. <laughs> You're too much. All right. All right, Joey. Well, it was really nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.